0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly show about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with Lisa Placencia. Now, Lisa has a master's degree in communications. She uses that knowledge and experience to run a children's ministry that supports over 140 churches. Now, here's the cool thing about Lisa's story. She has dyslexia. She's had to overcome the challenges that come with dyslexia, right down to the point where her teachers kicked her out of school because they thought she was being lazy. Well, she sure has shown them because not only did she get her GED, she's earned a master's degree in communication. How cool is that? Now, she can appreciate the value of communication. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. We're going to talk about overcoming obstacles. We're going to talk about how life throws you curveballs. And no matter what life throws your way, you can turn your tragedy into your testimony. And that is the whole essence of beyond the rut. You know, we want you to get out of your comfort zone. We want you to go and live the life you've always dreamed of living. But to do that, You have a challenge that you face and you need to overcome that challenge. You need to conquer that challenge. And Lisa's story is no different than your own. So sit back and relax. Unless you're working on something important, then listen to us while you work on that thing. As Lisa, Brandon, and I have a conversation about overcoming dyslexia and using those challenges to propel her dream. Here we go. All right, Brennan, welcome back to your own show. How have you been? I am awesome. I'm excited
1: to be here. Cool. You know, we're holding up pretty well on this batch recording day. There you go. It's a beautiful day outside, so that part's kind of bothering me a little bit because we're inside, but it's almost perfect outside.
0: There you go. All right, So, but we didn't get onto this microphone set. To talk about the weather here in Corpus Christi, we actually have Lisa Placencia on the line with us, calling in from California, <laughs> and uh, we were just showing off, man. I, oh yeah, you know. he
2: said it better than I say it. That's <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you got to if you live in South Texas. You, yeah. So yeah, before we started recording, uh, Lisa was yeah, and and Brandon and I were all talking about how yeah, we kind of butchered Latino last names in mm-hmm. California and. So it's cool that we covered that before we started going. Uh, So, Lisa, you already heard about her in the introduction, and um, you got the the Cliff Notes version or the Jerry's Notes version of her life. Uh, But now we're going to unpack that a bit more. And uh, so with that said, Lisa, thank you for joining us on this Saturday afternoon or for you morning. And... um, you know, this is going to throw everybody off who's listening on a Tuesday. But hey, that's okay. <laughs> None <laughs> of that part, Thank you for inviting
2: traveled.
0: me. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, all right. So the the way we met was through a Facebook page, a uh, podcast movement. So thanks, mm-hmm. Jared Easley, for another great uh, connection. And Lisa, you got this really great story of, you know, when you're growing up through school, you, you had dyslexia. And, you know, people are basically telling you you're never going to amount to anything. And later on in your life, you're like, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. And you did. And then you go on to pursue a master's degree and, um, you know, you, you get hit with a life challenge there in a big way. And, and now you're, you're, doing, you're running a children's ministry. And, you know, so it's amazing. It's not where you start in life, but where you're going and where you wind up. I think that really matters. And your story in your life and the impact you're having is a big testament to that. So I'm, I'm personally excited about you coming on board to unpack that a bit more for us.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you again for having me. And um, anytime that I can share my story and it glorifies God, I'm I'm all about doing that. So so thank you.
1: Yeah, we're excited. I, I have a son with dyslexia and his second grade teacher, I think second or third grade teacher discovered it and mm. changed everything about our world because of it. And, and especially for him, he still is in contact with her and just loves her to death. She's a great friend of the family, too, because that it, it's fun when you find out oh wait a minute i'm not not smart or stupid or whatever i'm yes. just i learn differently mm-hmm. once you get it then it's like unlock the key yeah and least Lisa, yeah. Lisa, oh yeah go ahead sorry
2: no it's, it's okay what, what were you going to say i
1: was saying uh,
0: in your case you actually got kicked out of school because of bad grades
2: i did i did and and what what brandon was saying is very true that when you don't get um the help that you need when you're younger and understand what it is that you're going through. A lot of times kids feel like they're stupid. And that was my case. I felt like I was dumb. I had no way of learning. I, and I got to where I had completely given up on school. And so my freshman year of high school, I, uh, my first semester got a 0.5 GPA.
0: Mm. I had one of those in college, by the way. (laughs) So, so, but, you can
2: relate. And they but even for sort of. Resources.
0: I mean, mine was more related to I didn't go to class. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that does help.
2: Mine was kind of related to that in that I just didn't turn in any work. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, so a lot of people are like, well, what does that look like? What is a 0.5? And that was all F's and one D. Right. And um, so I played catch up the rest of my, my time in high school. And um, going to a private school, it, it did make it possible to where I could, um, you know, jump in and take the sophomore class again, very easily. And I, I kind of trapped interestingly, um, with that sophomore class. So I was taking my own classes and then whatever the sophomore class was on, I was taking those classes too, but it just made it to where I messed up so much before my junior, senior year, I couldn't catch up. And so then my senior year, they gave me spring break to make up two classes and yeah. Yeah. So I actually did a whole semester of of biology in that week and English, I just couldn't do. So they ended up kicking me out of school because they said I wouldn't be able to graduate. So it was heartbreaking because for me going to this private school, um, my parents weren't regular attending, um, church members Mm -hmm. and, um, the church, I'm sorry, the school was my church and I felt at the time that I, my family was kicking me out, and my church right. was kicking me all out at the same time. Wow. So it was really hard.
1: Especially at I, that age, your identity is all of yeah, that. So you don't yeah. really, you've not accomplished anything outside of that. So it's really taking Correct. away everything from you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly because where I flourished the most in school was, of course, the social part. Um, I was very much involved with. Um, you know, like student body and, and, and activities and, and mm-hmm. all and event planning, um, yearbook, all that type of stuff. But it's just when it came to schoolwork, it was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. I praise God for technology. <laughs> <laughs> because if it wasn't for that, I don't know how I would have actually survived college when I did go back yeah. later in life.
1: So what was your next step after you got kicked out? What, what was your steps to get back in and get a GED or a high school diploma and then obviously flourish afterwards?
2: Right. Yeah. Um, I did get the GED maybe a year or two later, my mom really pushed me to do that. And so I went back and did that. But, um, with my whole experience, I really didn't feel like school at that time was what I, what I needed to do. And it was very interesting. I remember very clearly my senior year, um, someone came into the classroom, they asked, what do you all want to do when you grow up? And my goal, I said, was to be a mom. To um, be on the, my church board, to be on my the school board, you know things like that, PTA president, those types of things is what I saw as um, as a woman and as a mother what I wanted to do. And I didn't see an education as being anything that I needed to do that. Now I would have been an even better mom <laughs> if I <laughs> exactly. would have had. <laughs> education because my life did change so much after I got one, but um, but right you know soon after school, getting over the the um, the trauma of being kicked out of what I felt like was my family. Um, once I got past that. It wasn't so much of I felt I needed an education until I got older. And and interestingly enough, I ended up sending my daughter to that school when she started kindergarten. It's a K-12 school. And a lot of people are like, how how could you do that when they kicked you out? And didn't you feel resentment? Um, And I've said from the beginning that that was an incident that happened with me. And I had my own decisions that I made that contributed to that. And, um, and I can't hold a school that I felt was a a very meaningful part of my life accountable for this one thing. And so I was very glad that I sent my daughter and was sending her there. I ended up getting to know the principal that was there at the time. I, I ended up being PTA president. I ended up being on the school board, on the church board. All of those things and through being the school's librarian, he pulled me in one day and he's like, Lisa, I really need you to go back to college because I need you to be a school counselor for us because the teenagers keep coming in and telling you their problems in the library. We need you to get your education. And I burst into tears and I just kept crying. So I even at that point I felt I can't learn. Right. There's no right. way I can accomplish this. Did
1: anybody know you were dyslexic or?
2: At that time, yes.
1: Oh, okay. Yes.
2: By the time I I was an adult, uh, kind of a self-diagnosis type thing. I did a lot of reading on it. And I realized, oh, this was the issue I had when I was younger and going to school. So, um, but you know how, how, I mean, I know... The word "trigger" is something that people kind of laugh at, make yeah, fun right. of now. But, but, in a way, when he said, "You need your education; otherwise, you aren't going to accomplish the things I know you could accomplish yeah. without it," I was truly triggered. I was like, "There's no way I can do something like this." But his encouragement and support got me to where I went ahead and I um, enrolled in college. And, being being older or mature. I realized as long as I had my goal in sight and I kept going for that goal, that um, I would be able to accomplish it. And right. from um, first semester on, I was straight A's through through the whole time.
1: Right. Sometimes uh, that yeah. adversity really makes you appreciate it. Whereas if you had gone to college at 19, you right. wouldn't have uh, appreciated it and probably would have failed oh. out or done terrible and
2: or, or just not really paid attention in class I right. maybe have gotten to my C's to get my degree but that would have been you know it, I wouldn't have actually put nearly as much energy into it and I wouldn't have gotten nearly as much out of it so I told my students all the time when I was teaching is that you get out of college what you put into it you get out of your right. education what put into it. And if you just wanted to um, graduate and move on, that's that's what you'll get. But if you really want to change yourself and grow as a person, then you need to put more time into your education.
1: Right. And and you bring something different to the table now, because now you're not just talking about a theory or a book you've read or something that you have heard that works. You can look at these students and say, no, I got kicked out of this school. (laughs) This school was the one I got kicked out of. So I've been (laughs) where you are. You know, as, yeah. as a pastor, I talk to people sometimes, it's like, they expect you have never struggled and you've never dealt with anything. So mm-hmm. when you share that, they're like, Oh, it's like, yeah, I've sat where you've sat. I know exactly what you're talking about. I also know that in your mind, you're thinking, I can't graduate now. I'm too far gone. And the unique yeah. experience you had, you get to tell that story. It's like, no, I was too far gone too, but look where I've gotten now. Look where I'm, my life is now. It's not an overnight." I do like that
2: yeah, I think that's one of the most important things we can do in ministry is being authentic and transparent. Um, putting on the mask of church, especially within my own denomination, I think is very um, hurtful and people don't grow through that. Whereas when we can shed that mask and say, hey, I've been through this. I'm even maybe struggling right now through this. Right. Um, that's where we can really help each other as Christians.
1: And And I could not agree more. Christians as a whole, we tend to to sugarcoat things, you know, my marriage is perfect, my kids are perfect, mm-hmm. my finances are perfect, and then somebody's life falls apart, and we say, well, I thought everything was fine, because we're just lying to each other about everything, you know, and, yeah. until it blows up. But parents do get in arguments in the parking lot coming into church, and, you know, <laughs> sometimes kids look like they were smacked around in the parking lot, because sometimes they are. You know, that's true. <laughs> it happens. And and people need that authenticity to to be able to share their struggles. Because yeah. most of the time, your story will not sound as bad next to somebody else's story. You know, when people say, well, right. you know, you don't understand. I barely graduated from high school. And you get to say, no, you don't understand. I got kicked out of high school. So you're still yeah. not as far as I was. And I was yeah. able to accomplish this. So keep going. So once you yeah. went to school and you became the school counselor there?
2: No, actually, it ended up changing You know, because we have these ideas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had That's how my, my life's going to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to accomplish those goals. But once I started going to college, and uh, a lot of times younger people, they're like, well, why am I taking all these generals? I don't get it. And generals are really a time to figure out what you want to do. And I took uh, my first public speaking class a communication class and I absolutely fell in love with it and then I didn't I didn't realize that communication is not just public speaking but it's interpersonal and group communication and all these classes that I realized were very close to psychology but just looked at it in a different way and um, the way in which we do communicate through symbols um, interpersonal relationships all that develops who we are as a society and people and that was very fascinating to me so I ended up changing my um, degree <laughs> which I was going to go for from psychology to communication and got my master's in communication and and I loved every every moment of it
1: that's awesome that that is such an important uh, moment in a young person's life to see what you want to do I, I I have five kids and I've told them they're all in their 18 to 25 now but I always told them Everybody that goes to college doesn't know what they want to do. There's like one percent right. of all high school students go to college, and they are what they said they would be. And it's about fifteen percent. Yeah, my, my real, statistics yeah. rule. First in time my house. ever, real statistic yeah. on our show here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that, and that's the beauty of kind of the way God manages our paths. Sometimes it's like I know I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. And the next thing you know, it's just like a freight train. Everything changes, and you go in a completely different direction. And then you find out, wait, this is my gift. It, It's not just counseling. It's not just you know this, but it's overall communication. How can I do that? So you went on to get your master's, and then what did you do with that uh, education to use it to reach even more people?
2: Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: And now let's talk about how
0: you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool, it's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash cap show, that's C A P S H O, and start your fourteen day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show.
2: Well, again, as you just said, God has plans that we don't quite expect. And so, my goal in getting from my, communi- my master's in communication was to teach communication because I love teaching, and I was able to do that during the master's program and for a little while afterwards. But um, especially here in California, adjunct professors do not get paid
0: very
1: much. <laughs> yeah, it's and, the same here in Texas too. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I think that's a yeah.
1: universal thing. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, you're not tenured. And, you're, yeah. you're nothing to us. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, communication is a very tight field when it comes to teaching. And there have been people here in my area for years and years who have been adjuncts the whole time and still never made it to full time. And uh, something we didn't really touch on was my husband's aneurysm that he had when I was in college. So, after a semester, my first semester of college, he had his brain aneurysm to where um, he had to learn how to walk, talk, and eat again. And, um, he had some strokes afterwards and, and he's, so now he's, he's disabled. He's, you know, he's for him. He's okay. (laughs) You know, he has a lot of health issues, but, um, I look at what God has done because before he was the one, he was the bread taker. He was the one who took care of the family and I needed to then be the bread Winner, And, um, I never would have thought that would have been possible if it wasn't for me getting this education. So now here I have this education, an adjunct professor, not bringing in the money. I'm like, what am I going to do God? Cause I have to be able to take care of my family and my husband and his health. And I found out that the director of children's ministry for our conference here in, in Clovis, um, she was retiring and, it is actually a position that I was the assistant to her. I was assistant to the direct director before her. I've been a children's ministry director at the local church for many years. And, uh, and now here I have an education. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was missing before. That's why I didn't get the job. When she had gotten a job is because I didn't have an education. And so now here I have this education. She's retiring. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go ahead and apply and put it in God's hands. And even during the interview process, I I told the president uh, that I'm happy teaching. And if I didn't get the position, I would be more than fine. I'd be okay. And I ended up getting the position. So now I've been there for, since 2016, I've been working um, for our conference. And that, if we were very different, our denomination. Uh, we do have local volunteer children's ministry directors. Um, but for my position, I'm over 140 churches. So I do the training, um, any new curriculum, and, um, help them with events and, and, and things like that. So now I get to use my communication degree to go through my training and teach, um, these different, uh, beautiful, amazing volunteers, how to grow their ministry and to get out of the rut. So they are, because I knew when I did ministry, I was in my own rut. Oh, yeah. And so how for them to, to get out of doing just the standard, what they've been doing, you know,
1: mm-hmm. the whole time. grow that's so cool because you would have reached some kids and you know made an impact but now you're reaching thousands if not yeah. you know tens of thousands cuz they're going to go be parents and and live in neighborhoods and workplaces and all of that kind of thing and especially uh, you know as a pastor the children's ministry is like the most important thing because if children's isn't good nobody's coming to your church doesn't matter what that's happens right. moms are true moms right. are going to make that decision based on children's ministry not the pastor so uh, that, Thank you. That is such a huge impact. And I have a good friend that she did children's ministry for years. And, and it is it is one of those things, too, that if you can get the kids interested and you can plant those seeds, then they grow up believing a certain way and learning a certain way and, and just with a certain level of confidence that you can't reach any other way, especially when they're, you know, 17, 18, 20 years old you've got to get that in early so that that is really huge i love that god used your your plan and and then just kind of mixed it up to tell you what you were ultimately going to do and not necessarily what you were kind of planning in the the path you were on that, yes. those are my favorite beyond the rut kind of uh messages because they're they're really more beyond the path it's like i had a plan it was mm-hmm. a really good plan Mm-hmm. Just wasn't the plan, <laughs> so
2: right, yeah, because it was re- it was a rewarding plan. It was an exciting plan, but yet still, it wasn't God's plan. And mm-hmm. we want so much for our lives to be in line with where he wants us to go, and what he wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, it's been a more difficult plan. And if I just would have stayed teaching, but it's important to follow his will in our lives. And so it's it's very rewarding also.
1: Yeah, it's certainly easier to finish college without, uh, you know, a husband having an aneurysm and finding a job and getting money. And, you know, there's easier ways of doing this. But somehow we take the hard route, but we need to in order to be fully prepared. We talk a lot about process. You've got to follow the process because Mm -hmm. that's what makes you great is you're able to handle the disappointments, the things that go wrong when medical issues come up and and financial issues and physical issues. You you have to go through the process to get strong enough. So I love that you were talking about sending your daughter to the same school you got kicked out of. It's like, had you not gotten kicked out of that school, even though at the time it was a terrible thing and and you would have wished to change it, had that not happened, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things also is that I think that we get stuck in ruts because of a fear, a fear of not knowing what's going to happen if I move forward. And there's people in my life who get very much stuck because they're so scared of just taking that one step, you know, in in the direction that's going to lead somewhere because you don't know what's going to happen on that other end, but it's so important to move past that and, and the fears that Satan will put in front of you, right? To keep you from moving towards where God wants you to go. Also perspective is, is something that I think is really important for us to always hold on to. Like when I was going through the master's program, a lot of the other people in my cohort were talk about how this was the most difficult thing they'd ever gone through. And I was able to just go, Hmm. No, my husband having an aneurysm and almost dying was way more difficult than this moment in time. And and so even if it is the most difficult thing that a person is going through at their time to realize, okay, this is going to be like a marker in my life to where now I'm Mm going to be able to judge and it's actually going to help me later in life.
1: Oh, yeah. I have an 18-year-old daughter, and she likes to use the word literally a lot. And she was saying the other day, this is literally the worst thing. Like, it's really not even in the top 1,000 of, of worst things. <laughs> it, you will live through many, many more things that this, Are a this lot won't worse. matter yeah. at all. And then you'll get yeah. to laugh at your yeah. 18-year-old daughter when she says basically the same thing. Because like, I'm sure I said it to my like, parents This is one too. of those
0: moments you'll look back years from now
1: thinking, hey, I, I wish things were that easy again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and there's exactly. always somebody that's got a, a steeper climb than you. Yeah. And when you recognize mm-hmm. that, like you said, perspective, it's like, well, I don't have everything I want, but I have everything I need. I gotta mm-hmm. use that. That's where I gotta move forward on that. So you also mm-hmm. have a podcast. So you're not just sitting around just hanging out watching the the sunrise and fall, but you're you're putting a lot of information out there too. So talk a little bit about your podcast. Yeah.
2: So my podcast is called Child Men Chat. M I N as in ministry. So, childman chat. And what I do in the podcast is I interview other people within my denomination that are experts in children's ministry. And it's the same type of format you you gentlemen have, where it's conversations, learning people being able to pick up tips through conversations rather than a checklist of tips. Right. And I'm really excited because I, I received an email recently from Avenus world radio. It's, it's a um, radio station that we have that goes throughout the world. made major stations and they picked up, they want to pick up my podcast and start putting that out. That's I'm awesome! Like, wow, <laughs> around the world. That's great. <laughs> but I'm also going to be adding um, a new segment. It's going to be like a 10, 15 minute segment. To where I'm going to take a different communication concept that has to do with teaching and apply that to um, like Sunday school classrooms, Um, so that way teachers can take just a little concept and say, "Oh, okay." So, um, like, let me think of one Um, immediacy. So immediacy is a very important. When it comes to teaching children, because um, they then know that you care about them. So the the more responsive you are to them, um, the more they realize, oh, this person cares about who I am. So then taking a concept like that and applying it to them, well, then in Sunday school class, when the kids come in, you know, this is how you show immediacy. And I would go into the specific ways. Uh So that would be more like a, a very specific tips. Mm-hmm. Podcast where it's normally what I do is the conversation type, which I personally enjoy because I like talking with people.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I and and I know somebody's probably listening to this and and they're they're thinking, well, you know, it's great you started a podcast and then now the the radio is going to pick it up, and all of this. But you had to have lived in all kinds of fear of if I start recording my voice, and somebody's going to call me and say, "You're not an expert on this. You don't know what you're talking about," and it's going to fail, and it's going to be terrible. But you push through that fear in order to get to the point where you are. And that, that's kind of the main point I want people to hear from your story is you faced the same fears they're facing because we tend to listen to these stories and go, well, that's probably easier for her or whatever, you know. But it's like we all face those fears. The question is, will you push just a little bit harder to get to that sweet spot to see what really is that seed being planted for?
2: Yeah, and it's true, because there there are a lot of fears that I've had to push through, and my the biggest one was going to school, but even then, quite honestly, I feel like a fraud to this day, oh, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> I'm like, why do I have this position, and, and now um, they also are having me as the union director of children's ministry, so that's over a bunch of states, like five states, I'm like, who am I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not, you know, I'm I am not an expert. I'm not any of this. And it's one thing with my podcast, I think though I really do enjoy is that I talk a lot about my mistakes where I mess up in my own ministry. And um, again, being authentic and transparent, I think is the most important way in which we can reach people, connect with people.
1: Absolutely. And
2: it also takes away the pressure of, I am an expert to only so far. And there's always someone else out there who's going to know more than me. And I am more than okay with
1: that. And almost everybody listening is listening to people who we all thought we were frauds at one point or do think we're frauds at other point. I tell my kids now that they're older and we're getting grandkids. It's like you don't learn how to be a parent until you do it. And then once you're done, you get grandkids and you really don't care anymore. So you just do whatever you want to. (laughs) But that's life. you got to go through it to really get good at it but recognize where you messed up and share that. Hey, this is what I did. Don't do this. Definitely do this. Do this right. every day. Don't ever do that. And that's, <laughs> that's how we learn, you know? Yeah. So if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best place to connect and uh, find out more about you and more about what you're doing?
2: Actually, my website is also called child men chat, M I N. And um, so if they just go there, child men com, and they can email me, hear my podcast, and, um, yeah, get a hold of me that way. it would be great. I'd love to hear from anybody.
1: And uh, as far as, like, you're parked in your car right now at your church, what's your license plate number that if they want to just come find your car and... (laughs) That's an, I would that's have a to jump one. out of my car and go look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody asked me that, I'm like, I don't know. How do you not know?
0: <laughs> I'm, I actually, I might memorized. Them. It's pretty cool. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> I Nerd. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. Wow.
2: That is
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's got an easy to remember one, but I'm not going to say it uh, on the air. I was going to so. say you probably shouldn't share it. <laughs> <That's> well, smart. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on and just sharing your story. And, and I know it's going to impact people. And uh, we'll make sure all of that's in the show notes so people can reach oh, out and learn more about you. And uh, just... See how maybe we can help you get your message out.
2: Sounds good. Thank you to both of you. This has been wonderful.
1: Yeah, our pleasure.
0: Now, if you liked everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 223. There you'll find a link to Lisa's show called Child Men Chat at her website, childmenchat.com. We'll also have Lisa's bio in there and any other contact information that is necessary for you to reach out to her to get help to share your feedback with her of what a great job she's doing and how she has inspired you to take a leap of faith. We're so glad you joined us this week and we hope you join us again next week. Now, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, or that neighbor across the street. We don't know how you're going to do that because you know social distancing is still in effect. This is 2020, probably the craziest year of my life so far, other than the time I had to go to war. So, all that to say... Glad you're here. Look forward to you listening again next week. And until then, go live life. Be on the rut. Take care.